And welcome back, everybody. As we continue, it's our number two of the Don Haskins Show, live from Fuddruckers West at 5030 North Desert Boulevard. We got a packed bar right now enjoying the show. Also, we're going to be enjoying Tim Floyd, who will be joining us on the phone lines about 15 minutes from now. Our phone lines are open, 880-5763-880-KROD. Can't thank UTEP head coach Tony Barbie enough. It was great uh, having him on for an hour and talking UTEP hoops. And I tell you, he's been very busy signing six uh, individuals, but then saying that uh, he thinks he's done and that uh, there will not be any more players added to that list. The basketball camp is again June and July. For more information, 747 6233 as uh, we continue. And uh, once again, the NBA playoffs continuing as well. Coach, uh, right now it looks like we are just a few moments away from a tip-off as the Chicago Bulls and uh, Detroit Pistons going at it again. I'll be very interested to see what happens here tonight with game number three. Uh, <clears throat> I will, too. I think it'll be a different story. Uh, you know, Chicago throughout the year has been a good defensive team. And uh, uh, they did get opening tip, got it back, rebounded, so they've got a good start. They do have a good start. And, and they got, they got good young players, very good. They do. Um, all right. As coach, when you look at, um, at what we just got done with, and that was Tony Barbie talking about his signing class. Here's a guy that brings six new players, but we talked about the size. 6'6", 6'6", 6'7", 6'10", 6'10", and then uh, the, the 5'9", Culpepper. I don't remember so many, so much size added to a UTEP basketball team in one year. I don't either. I don't either. It's going to be a fun team to watch. I thought they were fun to watch last year. Yeah. Uh, I know that, uh, I, I, I know we're going to be better, and uh, no telling how good, no telling how, uh, how far... Uh, a team with this much talent can go. But they're still freshmen. They're still new players. And you talked about that earlier, and you said that as freshmen, um, sometimes you just don't know what to expect. No, nope, you don't. And it must make that tougher as a coach, but you know what? All it is is trying to develop these kids, and they've got, uh, they've got the summer and the next couple of months to try to work them in and, and get them ready to go uh, come October. You, you know, Steve... Uh, Coaches don't make players. Normally, when a player's made this in the off season, like he was talking about, yeah. uh, Stefan ja um, Jackson. Jack. Never forget uh, two of the greatest players I ever had. Nate Archibald couldn't shoot when he got here, and uh, I remember taking him in the office. Told him every time he wore out a ball in the off season that uh, I'd see to it that he got another one. And uh, he was a seven or eight an hour guy. Yeah. I mean, he just, you know, he shot until, well, you know, he led the NBA in uh, scoring and assists. And he called it with me. He told me when he's going to do it, he needed it for his contract. Tim Hardaway averaged four points a game. He was unrecruited uh, by larger schools because he couldn't shoot. And um, uh, we found a workaholic. So... You know, these guys, the ones that are improving, like the ones we got on our team right now, the ones that are going to step forward, uh, for instance, I've said this before and I'll say it again, uh, Tim Hardaway, every year when he come back, was a better player. Yeah. I wish I had something to do with it, but I didn't. 
It was his work ethic. Let's go back to the phones right now. 880-5763, our telephone number. Raul is joining us next from the Lower Valley. Raul, thanks for the call. Welcome to the Don Haskins Show. You're on with the coach. What's up, coach? This is what? Raul. How's Beto doing? And Beto. I agree with coach. The minors are going to be so much better this year. You know, they got a gel. They got a lot of size coming in. But hello, coach. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm doing fine, Raul. Where are you? You were here last week or a couple yeah, it weeks was, ago. Yeah, but Beto wouldn't answer the phone, so you got to get on Beto wouldn't answer for the phone. Well, I'll be ah. well it's uh, his fault then. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, you remember Raul? He sat right over here. We call Raul Hell on Wheels. That's his yep. nickname. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, Hell on Wheels. You can't call me that, so it's not, not till you give me a shot first. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, but I, I love Coach. He's got a wonderful personality. Great sense of humor, and I cracked him up too, you know. So I, I gotta say, the uh, miners are gonna be doing great, and uh, I'm gonna catch uh, uh, many games as I can. Very nice, Raul. Good stuff. Um, now we're gonna be here two weeks from uh, tonight, right, Steve? Yep, on the 24th. Yeah, you know what I'm gonna come, do, on, come over. Now, come now over. That you can. tell me you're gonna be there in two weeks. You're right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call the bus and I'm gonna get my own butt out, out there just as a backup. There you well, go. Okay. Um, we'd appreciate you coming, Raul, if you can. Oh, definitely, Coach. God bless you. Take care. we got to share a shot sometime. Thank you a lot. All right. Well, thank you, Raul. Um, that would be a scary thought, sharing a shot with Hell on Wheels. By the way, his nickname from uh, Richard Sines, who used to work for years at uh, CBS, the sportscaster, who's now in Phoenix. It's the first time I ever met Raul. I met him at a boxing, I met him at a boxing uh, match, and uh, he is a huge boxing fight fan, which takes me to my next question. You had a chance this past weekend to see the uh, De La Hoya Mayweather fight. Well, you know, I called you about that. Yes, you did. And there are a lot of people might not like I thought De La Hoya won. I, if I were a judge, judging a, a boxing match, yes. and you got a guy that's uh, on his skates all night and running, the, the closest he came to fighting was in the later rounds, they got to the center of the ring, and they say, well, uh, uh, Ali was a, uh, uh, you know, he was a boxer and moved backwards a lot. But I'll tell you, after he hit you a couple of times, he also came forward. Mm -hmm. And uh, we know De La Hoya is not as good as he used to be, but I thought he was the best guy that night. Now, in the last couple of rounds, uh, maybe he faded a little bit. But, you know, uh, he's the aggressor, the yeah. aggressor. You know, is the guy uh, going to get tired of running 100 or one running 25? I heard another uh, comment saying that he was also the champ heading into that uh, that fight. And did Mayweather do enough to defeat the champion? And you have. I, I didn't yeah. think so. Uh, by the way, that fight generated um, $120 million in pay per view revenue alone, set a new record, an all time record in uh, boxing history. Um, 120 million in pay-per-view, 23 million was what uh, De La Hoya was able to get guaranteed. I, I wasn't real sure who I, I was for. I kind of just wanted to see a match. Yep. But when May uh, Mayweather came out with uh, uh, his shorts, um, like the Mexican flag, and the I thought he, I thought that was an insult. And he's wearing the big sombre uh, sombrero, yeah. and I was hoping De La Hoya and Kiki's, you know what. Would you like to see a rematch between those two after that night? Um, you know, I think it'd be good. We'll see the same thing. We'll see 
Delahoe, you'd be in the aggressor, and you have the guy running. And at the end of the rounds, the announcers say, well, Mayweather hit him 20 times. He only hit him 10. Yeah. Well, it's easy, you know, when you're um, – no, I, I put him in a – Put them in an eight-foot ring, eight-foot by, by eight-foot. That would be one way not to get them to run, an eight-foot ring. That well, would do he'd have to crawl through the ropes to go. Yes, he would. He would. And uh, we'd find out. 880-5763, 880-KROD, 714 the time. Early on here, 6-6, Chicago and Detroit uh, about midway through the first quarter. Bulls need this in the, in the worst way, and I know we're going to be interviewing former Bulls head coach, now current USC head coach Tim Floyd in just a little bit. you think he still watches Bulls basketball, or do you think he's pretty much done after what happened with him in Chicago? Oh, I don't know. You know, when Tim was there, uh, uh, you know, he came in when Michael Jordan, Pippen, and the whole bunch left. Yeah. And uh, the Bull or Bulls organization uh, didn't go out and get him players. And in fact... Uh, uh, one time I read in the paper they made more money during the four years that Tim was there because they still filled it up, mm -hmm. but they wasn't paying anything for players. Oh, so they were able to make and all the money that way. Oh, they, they made it. Well, they saved uh, they $30 million to, on Michael uh, Jordan. Um, but they had a lot of money that they could have bought players with, and they yeah. didn't. They let him go down the hard way. Before we go to break, speaking of money, I got to ask you this. Big news today. Reggie Theus, $466,000. He makes a raise of $111 million at uh, New Mexico State. The, uh, are you a little surprised? $111 million. Uh, I'm sorry, $111,000. <laughs> uh, that would be a lot of money. Are you a little no, surprised uh, that uh, uh, they're spending uh, that kind of money there? Uh, I know the Aggies are very happy. They're filling their arena. Uh, he's brought in uh, uh, a lot of good players. It's uh, uh, a lot of money. It is a lot of money. It, it, it's a lot of money, and uh, a lot will be expected. I still uh, – did they hire the uh, NBA job that was vacant when that – Yeah, that, was, that, that hasn't uh, been decided yet in Charlotte. Well, he was one of the top five in that. Yeah, interviewed now, for that job. You know, uh, uh, an NBA coach's starting salary is around $2 million. Yeah. So uh, the beauty of coaching the NBA, uh, except for the money uh, – and the number of games and all that stuff. If they can make a lot of money, we'll say if you get a uh, four-year contract at mm -hmm. $2.5 and, and get fired the first year, well, you, you're, right. you're pretty well set for life. Take our first break of the hour. When we come back, Tim Floyd will join us next live on the phone lines as the Don Haskins Show continues right after this on News Radio KRD. Welcome back, everybody. As we continue, dollar Coors Light, Long Necks. We've got 99 cent chips and queso and uh, 3.99 loaded, tricked out nachos. Part of the great specials here. As the Don Haskins Show continues, 880-5763, 880-KROD. We're supposed to have 
Tim Floyd joining us momentarily. However, Coach, we just spoke to his secretary, and I understand that he is tied up in a meeting currently right now. He's out walking his dog. You think so? Is that, oh, the, yeah. is that the meeting? Mm -hmm. He gets all his yeah. exercise dog walking these days? He always has. Well, we'll try to uh, hook up with uh, Coach Floyd here between now and the end of the show. In the meantime, if you want to duck in a question for the coach, 880-5763-880-KROD, our telephone number. Coach, uh, I want to uh, touch on some, some other topics that we really haven't covered yet on today's program, and that is, you know, number one, you're a big baseball fan. Right. Barry Bonds getting closer and closer to break in Henry Aaron's record. Henry Aaron will not be there. Bud Selig will probably not be there. Kurt Schilling yesterday says that he cheated on his wife, his taxes, and the game of baseball. And today re retracts uh, that statement. You know, he, he retracted it? Yes. I don't know if he well, why would he say it and then retract it? Don't know. Good question. But he did retract it. I believe he uh, either apologized for his remarks or retracted them. But the, the, you know the point is. You think is, um, is there a possibility that uh, he got misquoted? No, because he did it on his own blog. Did he do it? He did it on, on his own. TV he did it on his own website. He did it himself. Gee. Came right out of his. Came came right. Actually, you know, the you know thing he did? is, he did it. Actually, uh, we played the comments. He did it to a uh, Boston radio station. And you could hear his, you could, I mean, plain as day, you could hear his comments to the radio station. That's exactly what he said. So, I mean, Schilling wasn't misquoted. This one came right out of his mouth. Sometimes people just don't know when to shut up. Uh, you know, I, I've wondered about the Barry Bonds thing. I know, uh, uh, you know, I just don't understand why they don't check all the players once in a while yeah. and uh, then do something about it. Uh, it's my understanding in baseball, after you've been there so many years, they don't check you. Is that correct? No, that's, I don't know if that's the case, but maybe they, sometimes there, there might be more lenient. But you know, uh, look at Palmero, though. He'd been in the game for, for 15, 17 years, and then he gets busted uh, right after uh, he hits 3,000 career hits. I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, Barry Bonds, uh, obviously, I, I know regardless of what he's on, uh, you got it's it's eye to ball. Yes. Uh, you you got a bat in your hand and you got to hit the ball. That's true. Now if you can hit it a mile, then maybe that's uh, uh, steroids or what do you want? Mm -hmm. But you still got to hit the ball. Let's go back to the folks. You put, right. put me on steroids and I, I still couldn't hit it. You don't think so? No. Could you see it better? Does it help you see better? No, it doesn't. I was just okay. throwing that at yeah. you. Let's go to Red from the east side of town. He's up next on the Don Haskins Show. Red, thanks for the phone call. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing real fine. The name's actually Fred. Fred? Uh, My apologies, Fred. That's all right. I have a, a two-part question. One is the, uh, it's actually not a question on the first one. It's, uh, I've been checking at CSTV.com, uh, uh, Lemming and Hodge uh, uh, rate uh, recruiting on that CS.com. Yes. And they uh, have a list of UTEP uh, signees. And believe it or not, they have three super prospects on there, which a lot of other schools do not have, you know. So I think uh, the recruits they're getting in this year is great. And the last one was Jay, uh, was Jaylen Stone, uh, and uh, they have him as a super recruit. So yesterday I was listening to, the, to some callers are saying, well, they don't know how good he's going to be because he's playing in the lesser league and blah, blah, blah. But 
Uh, he's actually uh, listed as a super recruit. And the second I like uh, thing I'd like to bring up is uh, why doesn't UTEP uh, try to schedule Army and basketball and football both? Because uh, being uh, with Fort Bliss here, I think it'd be a natural, and I think we'd fill the stadium up either way. So that's an interesting question. That up I think it'd be a good idea. Fred, thanks uh, for thanks for the questions. And you know, Army, is that how hard when you were coaching? How hard was it to try to look into scheduling Army to come to play? Uh, to play I, I don't think we ever did. Now, they played in the tournament one time. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and they were pretty good. But uh, uh, it's hard to get any team that far away to come. And, uh, like, if, you, if it's a one-on-one -on -one deal where they come here and we went back to Army, yeah. um, it costs a lot. It costs an awful lot. But now, if they could, uh, you know, uh, there was three or four years I tried to play people in the uh, Big East Conference, yeah. uh, go there for a couple games, get, but they wouldn't come back. Georgetown did, and uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, Georgetown, uh, we had to go there twice. They came here once, and we used Big East officials, and I've said this a lot of times. Uh, they, they were the Big East officials were very good. Apparently, uh, UTEP basketball schedule for the 07-08 season is done, with the exception of the State Farm Sun Bowl basketball tournament. Now that's still uh, a work in progress, but right now the rest of the schedule is done. I'm excited about that because here we are. We're in May. They'll be announcing that soon enough, I'm sure. You always we used to have great conversations. 12, 13 years ago about scheduling basketball. And I would walk in, and you would be with G. Ray, and you would pull out a basketball yearbook, and you would say, all right, let's go through the book, and let's who, do you want to, who do you want us to play this year? And you would go through team by team, and it's just to try to help illustrate how tough it really was for you, and I'm sure it still is this way, to try to schedule home basketball games in El Paso. Um, there's a lot of teams didn't want to come here. And uh, this is a hard place to get to. You got to go into Dallas, get, you know, uh, it's just not easy to get to. Tony's talking about, uh, he is so positive about recruiting. Um, I never did think it was that quite as easy to recruit in El Paso as, uh, as he's saying. But, uh, you know, I, I, I really do think uh, some of the positive things about, uh, you know, the movie, there's a lot of college guys out there that yep. watch that. And, and uh, the 66 thing, it kind of uh, revived it again. And I, I guess it would be. I never, ever used, and I should have, I never used, uh, Francis go to a black house and say, now we are the team that played all, had five black starters. I never once did that. And maybe I should have. Did you ever mention that? We, uh, that this university won the national championship Never in 1966? Did. Never did. I'm surprised. I, really, I would figure that a na as rare as it is to win a national title, especially in a place like El Paso, that that would be a huge Maybe my point. assistants did, but I didn't. Sure. I wasn't Maybe a very good recruiter either, you, Steve. You probably didn't need to. You walk <laughs> into a house, and you could probably close the deal without ever having to worry about mentioning uh, the 66 oh, no, team. no, no, no. It wasn't like that. It wasn't near like that. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm still very... Uh, 
you know, some of the best players I ever had came uh, without uh, high credentials like Nate Archibald. Now, Jim Barnes, I spent, I had $4,000 recruiting budget. I spent all 4000 going back and forth to Lawton, Oklahoma, driving. Driving? I'll never forget George McCarty, who's the athletic director, then called me in. He said, do you have, do you, do you realize that you spent all your money on that one guy going back and forth to recruit? And I said, and I did. I put my eggs all in one basket. And, of course, he's the guy that got basketball started here. Oh, absolutely. No question about it. I didn't realize you could spend $4,000 on driving back and forth between El Paso and Lawton. Well, so you could feed players and Barnes could eat about three or four steaks at a meal. That's the key. Yeah. So your whole recruiting budget went to feeding Barnes. Now, I bet I went, uh, I don't know how many times. Has he, has he been out walking his dog? Well, let's ask him. USC uh, head basketball coach and a former minor assistant to the Bear, Tim Floyd joins us on the phones right now. And, Coach, uh, I guess the first question for you is, were you really in a meeting, or as uh, Coach Haskins just said, were you out walking your dog this evening? He's closer to the truth. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Coach? How you doing, Tim? Good, good. Uh, no, we're just up here piddling around this time of the year. We don't have that much going on. Well, late recruiting, I guess, is still going on. Have you, are you still working on anybody, or are you pretty much done as far as uh, late recruiting is concerned? I think we're finished. Um, we have two question marks that are out there, two guys that have put their name in the draft, who I think will probably go uh, somewhere in the draft. And uh, the problem with all that is you find out about it so late that it's, uh, it's too late to replace them. Uh, everybody seems like all the really good players these days sign in November and there's not a lot left late when these kids declare, and it uh, always impacts your team. Uh, Tim, tell us about the two guys you're talking about going in the draft. Well, Nick, Nick Young is uh, a 6'7 uh, off guard who uh, was a first-team all-pack-10 guy the last two years, and, and he's probably good enough to play in the NBA. He's uh, very talented, uh, shot 50% from the floor, good athlete, uh, can really make baskets, and uh, the NBA people seem to like him because he can go create his own shot um, off the dribble, which I guess becomes playoff basketball. In the playoffs, it seems like everybody uh, understands each other's actions and what they're doing, and it becomes a lot of one-on-one -on -one individual play. Uh, and uh, Nick can, can certainly do that. And the other player is a guy by the name of Gabe Pruitt, who uh, played off guard for us a year ago and moved to the point guard position this year uh, because of the death of one of our players. And he's a 6'4 point guard, and um, the NBA people uh, are trying to determine if he really is a point guard to play at that level. And, Tim, uh, uh, did he get an agent? Uh, he did not get an agent. Now, Nick Young's got an agent, so he's gone. Nick's gone, and uh, Gabe, uh, the word on the street is, is that he's even if he doesn't get drafted, that he's probably going to go ahead and stay in it and go play in the NBDL or the CBA. Or Well, he's making a mistake. Well, I, I, I kind of think so, Coach. Uh, I really do. I think that a year from now, uh, there's so many kids that put their name in this draft. I think 58 underclassmen have declared. And uh, a year from now, they're saying there'll be 20 less names. And it's all about getting that guaranteed money in the first round versus non-guaranteed money in the second round. And uh, I hate to see him do it. I think it could be a mistake. But, uh, you know, if he does it, we'll, 
we'll hope, hope that it works out for you. I wouldn't want to be putting a monkey on your back, but I thought if those two guys come back, and uh, is it A.J. Mayo, who's one of the top two recruits in uh, in the nation this year, 6'5 guard? Yeah, May Mayo uh, he, is. He's, yeah. Uh, he's a tremendous player. And, uh, you know, we had Tony Barbie a while ago, and he recruited uh, five or six great freshmen. But uh, as I was telling him, uh, and I know how people, uh, they, you know, they're going to put a lot of heat on this guy, but he's still going to be a freshman. Yeah. It's still a step up. At the same and, end, uh, have you ever have you ever recruited, Coach, a player with the likes of uh, of an O.J. Mayo? Uh, never, no. Uh, you know, uh, I guess the highest rated player, I don't know what these ratings mean, but highest rated player would probably be Marcus Pfizer that we had at Iowa State. But uh, we never really were uh, able to get the best ones um, wherever we've been. You know, there have been guys that uh, were, were as good as guys that were supposed to be the best ones, but they were, uh, you know, we were at places where those guys didn't grow up wanting to go to school, but the recruiting has been much easier here than any university I've ever um, been at just because of the location, the proximity to talent. You know, we have 18 million people in Southern California, and there's an awful lot of basketball players that have uh, always thought about staying close to home and people, playing. And people uh, do know what, uh, uh, what what USC stands for. What's that, Coach? I said they know who USC is uh, way back when. You know, after we when we won it was Texas Western. Then the next year we go to the University of Texas El Paso, and they didn't even where we were. That's right. That's and, right. Uh, and, and, just, and you're right. It does have an identity that's USC. been here forever, and it's a it's a it's a prestigious institution for these kids in in California to attend. I guess other than Stanford, uh, you know, academics are considered to be higher than any of the other schools. It's a forty-seven thousand dollar a year private school education, and and that resonates with a lot of parents. And uh, and as a result, we've been able the, the institution. It attracts players, and and now we have this new building, this new arena that's uh, uh, as fine as any place I've ever been in. It's uh, 147 million dollar building. It's absolutely beautiful, US, and uh, yes. and you walk in and you're just blown away with it. And these kids have loved it, and uh, I think the, I think the su success of our football team coach has really helped as well. Uh, Pete Carroll's a big basketball guy. He loves it. Loves he's, at every, he's at every game when I watch television. He's at every game. Every and, game. Uh, yeah. We even had him come in and talk to the team a couple times before big games. And, uh, uh, and, and, and these kids all know who he is. You know, it doesn't matter if they're basketballers. They all know he's a, um, a big national figure in uh, college sports. And, um, and he, he, he believes in this place. And he's really helped us in recruiting as well. Uh, Tim, how about uh, uh, tell us a little about AJ Mayo and your other recruits this year? Well, Mayo is six-five uh, guard, and uh, I don't know if he'll be the the sole ball handler, you know, the point guard or the off guard. Uh, I think losing Nick Young uh, will probably need to play him off the ball some to make sure he gets a bunch of shots up because he can really shoot, Coach, and um, he's very poised. Uh, Nick, Nick Young wasn't bad. <laughs> no, he was terrific. Yeah, he was. But this kid uh, just plays with so much poise. I don't know that I've seen a young guy that, that mature in terms of the game and handling the ball and 
uh, making the right pass, not making a fancy pass, just making the easy play. Um, he can post up in addition to shoot the three. He can take it off the dribble and score. Uh, is a is a terrific, terrific athlete who uh, uses his athleticism defensively. And uh, I'll tell you what he's going to do for us. He's going to sell out every seat in this new building because uh, he has been uh, followed since he was in the seventh grade. Um, was uh, an all-state player in the state of Kentucky as a seventh grader. Uh, it's the only state in the country where you can play varsity sports as a seventh and eighth grader, and he did that. Um, he's won state championships the last four years, and uh, he's a guy that uh, I think gets it. He's not a prima donna, doesn't carry himself that way. And then we signed some other kids. We signed a guy by the name of Davon Jefferson, who's 6'8", 230, who was ranked in the top ten in the country two years ago. Went to a prep school, and uh, we uh, signed a kid out of Louisiana that came in and played with our players when they when he was on campus. That our guys just loved a six-five kid from Alexandria named Marcus Simmons, and uh, Mamadou Diarre is a six-eleven guy who was rated 20th in the country, and uh, we signed him late, and we also signed a point guard by the name of Angelo Johnson who uh, was offered by Kentucky and Minnesota. And um, he was the best available guard, I think, left in the country late, late in the year. And, um, and he'll help fill a void if Pruitt does go pro. So uh, our class has been rated the best class in the country, and, uh, and I think deservedly so. It's a, it's a terrific group that's going to win a bunch of games for us if they stay here long enough. I, I, I realistically don't think we'll have O.J., though, over one year. Uh, I was going to ask you what you thought he'd be like as a senior, but that was a joke. <laughs> he won't be there. No, uh, no. He'll you know, be gone. you know who uh, my favorite player is on your team. Yeah, we we do have a couple of really good players returning too, and Taj Gibson. Uh, who, uh, Gibson's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, about Great six nine, about two twenty five, and uh, he was a freshman that started last year. It was um, an all conference player, and then Daniel Hackett and Dwight Lewis were two wings that backed up last year, and we started both of them about 15 games, and uh, they both played very well as starters. So, um, you know, we're it, it's fun building it, though. We're, we're doing it with all high school kids. We're getting really good high school players. Um, and, um, you know, we're not quite where UCLA is yet, but we're we're trying to get there. Coach, can you uh, – we got to take a break. We're long overdue for one. Can you hang with us, or do you have to go? No, I can hang with you. Beautiful. It's Tim Floyd, head coach of USC. We'll come back right after this with more in a moment. Live from Fuddruckers, it's the Don Haskins Show on News Radio KROD. News Radio KROD. Welcome back, everybody. As we continue, the time right now is 7.42. We've got a little less than 20 minutes to go. And a few more minutes with uh, USC head basketball coach Tim Floyd, who uh, continues to join us on the Lions. Coach, thanks for uh, holding through the break. Um, now that you're done with recruiting, I'm curious, um, what's the rest of your summer going to be like for you? Well, one of the great advantages we have here that they don't have it in El Paso um, and and get, don't get me wrong, I'm not being critical of El Paso. I loved El Paso um, and still pull for them. Is that we're in an area that's got so many prospects, and uh, there'll, there'll be 10 kids out here in the freshman class, 10 kids in the junior class, 10 kids in the uh, sophomore class, uh, the underclassmen, 
that will all be ranked in the top 50 players or 100 players in the country by the time they're seniors. And um, what we try to do during this period is get to know all of those kids. And we have their parents come out every evening and sit down and visit with us on unofficial visits mm-hmm. and try to put ourselves in better position than Duke and Carolina when they come in and start calling later in these guys' career. We'll hopefully get a commitment from some of these great young players during a period that uh, uh, we can utilize. And the difference in that, that in El Paso is there's just not as many prospects in your area. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and it's a very difficult time to make connections with players, and it's a real advantage that we have. It sounds almost like it's hard to explain to people just uh, the recruiting battles that you're going through, because even at Iowa State, you had some pretty good recruiting wars, but you're at a place now where it's just at a totally different level than probably anything you've ever experienced, at least in the college game. Well, yeah, it's all—it's always work. It doesn't matter where you are, and I think you really learn how to recruit um, at, at like Coach Haskins used to always say at, at the Sam Houston State and the Stephen F. Austins and the places where there's not a lot of players in your area. And, um, but out here it's a different recruiting thing in that Arizona and UCLA and um, Arizona State and Cal and Stanford and Washington. They're just bombarding Southern California. It's probably the most heavily recruited area in the United States. And um, as a result, we have to be on top of who all these kids are and not let – some sleeper get away that becomes a great player elsewhere. For instance, uh, Coach probably remembers the two great players at Boston College the last two years, Craig Smith and Jared Dudley. Um, both right. those kids were right here in Los Angeles, didn't have any offers, and um, both of them were player of, the, player of the year in the Big East Conference. You think about that. That's a lot of great players in the Big East. You look at that Georgetown team and Syracuse and UConn, uh, but they were player of the year back-to-back and didn't have an offer until August. And uh, we're just trying to make sure we don't make mistakes on, on those guys. Well, right now, uh, while you continue to spend time uh, doing that and, and, and recruiting for future classes, I know you also have the luxury right now of, of having your family with you. Your daughter lives out in the uh, Southern California area. And uh, that's got to be nice knowing that uh, you're able to keep everybody so close by throughout uh, the whole recruiting and coaching process. Well, it is, and, uh, you know, our daughter was living here, and uh, she was here before we moved here, and I guess we moved too close because she picked up and moved to Chicago. Oh, wow. About six months ago, but uh, it, it is a great area, and uh, uh, Coach, you been watching any of these NBA playoffs? Oh, I'm kind of watching one while you're talking. Oh, you are? Who's, yeah. Who's on tonight? Uh, Chicago and Detroit, and uh, it's about even, 26-26. Something okay. like that, or twenty six, twenty four. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tim, as you well know, since you, uh, uh, you know, I watched them when you were in the NBA, but mostly this teams you were coaching, and uh, you're well aware that I, I, I love college basketball, and NBA basketball, I like it after they get in the playoffs and they start playing hard, but it's physically impossible for a a person to play 82 games hard. It's just impossible and too much to ask. And I don't think fans understand that. But uh, And all of a sudden, well, we're hearing the word uh, ugly. If the ugly part comes after they start guarding each other and get back on defense, and as you well know. Yeah, those scores start dropping a little bit. Yeah, they uh, drop a little. With most of the teams, although last night you saw Utah and 
And uh, I guess Golden State, they put up a bunch of points. But uh, you're right, the, I, the defensive level sure seems to get get more intense. Oh, it? Uh, it does. It's, uh, it, you know, it's effort. And, yeah, it uh, is. Last night, uh, uh, if two teams get in hundreds because they don't get back on defense and uh, don't rebound the defensive board, at one time last night, I did not know how Golden State was in the game. They were down like 17 or 18 offensive boards to two. Now, oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, yeah. you got to make a lot of shots if that's going to be the case. That's right, and, and of course they did. Yeah. So I don't yeah. see how. Well, you, I know, you know Coach Barbie my, beat my, us on a good player over in Jackson, Mississippi this year. A kid named Kirkland, I think is his name, from Madison High School outside of Jackson. He's a really nice player. I don't think, uh, actually, uh, unfortunately, Tim, I don't, I don't think uh, Kirkland ever signed uh, to play college ball. I'm not sure because he has not come to UTEP. He had originally verbal to be here. and We heard that Kirkland was coming in the early period, but as of now, we still have not been able to uh, get uh, Malcolm Kirkland's name on the dotted line here at UTEP. I'll be darned. Well, I'd, I'd heard that, too. I guess I got some bad information. Um I'll tell you what, uh, the class that he has recruited, I don't know where they will rank nationally, but, uh, boy, he got a lot of good players. He uh, got, that's good. And that's they're big. Good. That's the name of, of the game. I know he got caught with uh, a lot of length. Yeah, it, it's it's the whole thing. And we're excited for Billy Gillespie. I, I, I don't know if I'd have made that move if I was him. He was at a great place where they loved him, and I'm not sure you can ever do enough for him at Kentucky, but – he wanted the challenge, and uh, well, he'll get it there. He'll get it there, won't he? That's oh, a yeah. tough, tough yeah. place. How yeah. is the how have the fans in the community received you, Tim, at, at USC? Talk a little bit about that. Well, I, you know, I, I don't think they really paid much attention until this year. Um, you know, it, it, we really hadn't done anything to deserve any attention, and uh, and we were really pleased. The last six games of the year, we sold out. I thought you were pretty good last year, Tim. Yeah, we couldn't seem to, to capture anybody's imagination here locally. Didn't, and, uh, didn't draw very well. <laughs> we were playing in another arena. But uh, people started coming to the new arena, liked the building, and uh, we won a few games. And all of a sudden, our last six games were sold out about 10,200. It's not quite as big as the Special Events Center. But uh, it's uh, it's a great facility, and, um, and I, I hope they liked it enough to where they'll come back and watch OJ next year and we can – sell out a bunch. We've taken uh, on a, a monumental schedule um, that we're playing Memphis, who's preseason ranked number one in New York, and we're playing South Carolina at South Carolina. And we've got Oklahoma, Kansas, and Florida coming into our place to play, and um, then got another tournament with a team from the Big East and the Big Ten and the Big 12 and the SEC in that. So uh, probably a bit much for us, especially losing Gabe, Gabe Pruitt and Nick Young and uh, Lodrick Stewart, who was a senior, all of our scores. But uh, you play uh, who on the road to begin? You play Memphis, Memphis and at, South Carolina, in New York. Yeah, and then come back with Kansas, Oklahoma, and Florida. Wow, Boy. that's fun. Yeah, yeah. And Kansas is ranked number two in the preseason, and uh, and Memphis number one. So Memphis is ranked number one in the nation. Yeah, and a couple of these polls, they are. I'll be done. Any thoughts of ever uh, playing a little home-and-home home with UTEP down the road, Coach? Oh, we'd entertain that. We sure would. Uh, you know, that, it's a 
It'd be great to uh, to get back there one of these days. Yeah. In the meantime, we want to thank you again for uh, being generous with your time joining us here on the Don Haskins Show. And, Coach, all we can tell you is enjoy the rest of your summer and uh, please come back and visit again with us real soon. Hey, uh, Tim, right quick. Now, you haven't been working all this time. How was the fishing down in Mississippi? Coach, it was outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was outstanding. Did Glenn Keller catch more than you or vice versa? Hey, this little lake that we have down there, Coach has seen it. I don't own the lake. I've got about five acres, and it's about 25 minutes down dirt roads. But uh, Coach brought one of his friends, Glenn Keller, over there. And, uh, you know, y'all don't have a lot of water out there in El Paso, and Glenn loved it so much he bought a, a piece of land out there that he brought one of his buddies, and he bought a piece of land out there. And there's only about seven of us that have homes. And uh, uh, we've nicknamed the lake now Lake El Paso. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But, hey Tim, uh, there's a lot of thank you. There. Thank you a lot for coming on with us, and tell Beverly hello for me. Okay? I'll do it, Coach, and same to Mary. Y'all take right. care. Thank there you. you. Tim Floyd joining us. We'll break. Come back. Wrap it up. Sport as we continue with the Don Haskins Show, only on News Radio KROD. And welcome back, everybody, as we continue. We just have a couple of moments left after a Tim Floyd and Tony Barbie have been joining us. It has been a big show today. I want to congratulate uh, Dave from the Lower Valley. He was our first caller. It was a very strange question, Coach, not exactly what I would expect, but he asked you how he wants to be remembered. And uh, you know what? Just a little different enough to uh, win our caller of the show for that $50 Border Bucks card from Howdy's. Uh, that was a new one, but... Uh... Yes. I thought it was a good question. I think it's a question that everybody ought to be asked. Yeah, it's a great question. We're going to do this again two weeks from tonight. Right back here, May the 24th. So if everybody come on back Uh down and join us, we'd love to have you back Yeah, we've really had a great crowd tonight, enthusiastic and Let's thank the Uh, UTEP Alumni Association and the uh, Minor Fan Club, the El Paso Uh, Chapter. Great stuff, guys. And and, uh, we got some prizes here. You're going to. Yeah, lots of great prizes. That's after we're off. That's uh, right. uh, Oh, I would like to say one other thing. Uh, Yes. um, Let's uh, let's go out and support um, Diablo Baseball. Diablo Baseball starting Um, up next week. They're on the road for four games. Yep. And then they come back town. All these. You know, we had a couple of players the last show, yeah, and they were great. They were right. really great. We're out of time. I want to thank everybody again. We'll see you back here in two weeks on the Don Haskins Show.